0: Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live
1: into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now, your
0: host, Shannon Patterson.
2: Well, hey, Porch Community, and welcome to episode 88 of the 167 Podcast. I'm Shannon Patterson, the lead pastor at the Porch Community Church. And as always, I'm here with my good friend, our media pastor, Josh Harrell. Hello, Josh.
3: Hey, Shannon. How's it going?
2: <laughs> it's going. He says it every episode.
3: 88 times.
2: Yep, yep, yep. So uh, we're not alone in here today.
1: Nope.
3: So It's the ghosts.
2: The room is brighter. Uh-huh. Yeah, no. There's real people here. Um, <laughs> very, very glad to welcome back Matt Cribs. I think this is your third episode?
0: It is. This is the third time.
2: Wow, wow. Good cool. job.
0: Good counting. Don't be too excited. <laughs> well, uh, apparently yes, I didn't it is the third Mess up yeah. Too horribly, the first two times. Now,
2: if we were on like SNL, don't you get like a jacket for the third that's time? Five, or just fifth that's five. It's a five time? visit. It's a five person, visit yeah. thing.
0: Like John Goodman. Yeah. And, yeah.
2: Yeah. The, okay. So on five, we'll get you a blazer or something. Okay. And not only is Matt here, but we've also invited my very favorite Zucchini Van Nortwick. Yeah. Hey everyone, how are you? <laughs> Welcome. Well, thank we're glad you. you're here. So um, I'm excited. I had to throw in your maiden name because Zucchini is what I call her all the time. So
1: i've lived um. as a vegetable
2: my whole life
3: <laughs> and a chicken apparently
2: and a chicken oh yes we saw you were in a chicken costume yes what year was that what was i was a junior in high school okay. working at a zoo
1: <laughs> and so you wore a chicken costume. i wore a chicken costume <laughs> yes i, I think did. we
2: need to have sue on again for another maybe these topics will come up today but just the rent the different jobs and places she's lived i think you'd it be it's
1: been an interesting <laughs> life <laughs>
2: Well, we purposely asked you guys on here because you are both educators, Um, and I know you're in different places in your education, you know, educating career, I guess, if you will, Um, and I'm going to give you in a moment an opportunity to share a little bit more about that, but we thought it'd be a good idea to, Mm -hmm. um, we're going to be, well, obviously the school year's coming, um, but then this Sunday is our teacher blessing or educator blessing, um, and so we thought this would be a good time to have some people on and just talk about faith and, and education and, and just, I think, just kind of some, I threw out a few basic questions, but mm-hmm. I really am, today is about the loosest um, notes I've ever had in regard to a podcast podcast um so i'm excited to see where sue and matt take us so i'm super excited and they're like oh and I go <laughs> okay <laughs>
0: all <righty> then so <laughs> uh, summarize summarize uh all public private homeschool education in one hour po- podcast yes <laughs> yes please do
2: and solve all pros the pros and cons right. um yeah let's talk about all those things um so one of the things we do though before we get into the topic is kind of like what what's going on in your world mm-hmm. so how about we'll do this one with school starting how about a how was your summer vacation uh sue we'll we'll start with you How was your summer vacation it was lovely uh-huh i
1: spent a lot of time in the pool playing with grandkids <laughs> excellent that was pretty much my summer vacation <laughs> that's, that's what i did
3: that's not a bad
1: one no i didn't get i i saw a lot of Wonderful beach pictures of everybody else and their brother who <laughs> apparently went to
2: all the beaches while I did not. But you had a pool. So. I had a pool. Yeah. Which is now beach enough. Cause. Important question. Yes. What is your grandma name? Grandma. Excellent. I'm I'm <laughs>
1: obviously not from the south.
2: No, that's right, because it's just grandma and, and I, I, I feel a little
1: shorted because <laughs> it's just grandma. I, yeah. not Not so many cool or or a
2: lolly or (laughs) it's just grandma (laughs) sorry okay grandmama (laughs) grandmother what did you call your grandparents matt
0: um well your grandmother granny my 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 mother's mother passed when i was baby so i didn't know but everybody called her mimi
2: uh see So Mimi, very southern yeah i had a uh grandma clark (laughs) Mm mm-hmm obviously on my dad's side and then um grandma junk who was my mom's side so that's what we called and that was her last name so um and Mm. i'm sure it was weird to them for us to give their last name when i'd be like at grandma clark's house my grandma clark can i have a cookie and she'd be like yeah i know my last name why are you doing what about you josh
3: a bunch of grannies Uh uh-huh um grandmas but kara's mom as a grandma is called Oma. Oh, that's German. Oh, German. Very yes. German.
2: Yes. Yes. Yep. yep. Not
3: because there's any German. Her son, who was the first one to have a kid, saw it on a bus or something, and he just said, "That's what we're doing."
2: Oh, yeah. I like it.
3: My um,
0: my daughter called my mom Mama. She called her mother Mommy, but she called my mom Mama. Mm. Wow. We've tried to say no, it's it's grand, it's grandma <laughs> or nope, it's Mama. It was stayed Mama.
2: Now, did you refer to your mom as Mama? And she heard you I think you?
0: she probably heard me calling her Mama all the time.
2: Did you do it like on Mama's family that like Mama like that? Or Mom, Meatloaf that I, don't, I don't
0: have that much self awareness <laughs> to really know if I did or not, but it's 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 likely.
2: <laughs> um, I think someone should go buy meatloaf. I think a grandma should go buy meatloaf mm. and just be like, Mom, meatloaf anyway um so these these are the things we talk about this awesome. is the randomness that we we go to um oh shoot i thought of something else i was gonna say and i can't remember now darn it
3: matt how was your summer vacation oh yeah hey uh,
2: there you go see <laughs> <laughs> it
3: was it was short it was very short i
0: find that every year after year those those summer vacations get shorter and shorter they do i taught summer school uh for is three weeks still a thing? it is it has been the past couple years um, with the COVID and all the learning loss, um, a lot of districts are getting extra funding to, to have programs that make up for mm-hmm. that learning loss. So, one of the many things we're doing in my district is summer school. So, I taught that for three weeks, and then I had to lead trainings with teachers and go to trainings, and I had a lot of stuff to do. So, my, um, my two and a half week summer was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, um, I got to the beach for a couple days, went camping for a few days, and then just got some stuff done around the house. Yeah. it was good. It was fun. Yeah. You're
2: not kidding about the whole, like, summer. It just, you think back to, like, uh, middle school, and even in the early high school days, it seemed faster, but, like, it seemed like there was an eternity from the day that the bell rang the last day of school in May until school started again. You know, it was just like... It seemed like such a massive amount of time. It,
1: yeah. We're from an area where school started later. Yeah. We yeah. would end in the beginning of June, and we would not start until after Labor Day. Yeah, yeah. That's the Midwest thing. And yeah. And in the north, too, northeast.
2: But yeah. Did you grow up in Iowa? Uh, yeah, Iowa,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. I remember summers were so long that by the end, I was excited. We were excited to go back to school. We'd be well, like, yeah. Oh, a change, yeah. something new, because we've been doing it this shoes, way so long. New Haircut. clothes,
2: Yeah. See your friends that you had no contact with during the summer. I mean, none. Maybe, maybe a phone call if you're lucky. But uh, or you'd see them at the <laughs> at the city pool. Yeah, right. We had a city pool, municipal pool. And pool. And yeah, municipal we pool. Everybody was like, hey, you hadn't seen him like, oh, but, watch yeah. me jump off this five story diving board real quick. I love the no holds bar. We had the high I dive know. and a low dive. We did too. I miss those days. Yeah, you know, we had real summer. <laughs> But, no, we didn't have contact with anybody except your neighborhood friends.
1: Yeah. So
3: that,
2: you, know. you know what Josh is thinking right now in his head? Yeah, we're like, old. People are going, hey, back in my day when we were at the...
3: <laughs> Y'all were down at the swimming hole. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oddly enough, I grew up before social media, so... Yeah, I you under- get it. I understand that. Yeah. You Not, get uh-huh. summer. Yeah. get it. I mean, because summer was great until July, July 5th. Uh-huh. And then when July, after was July, like July 4th, was on. like it's like... You start seeing back, back to school, school commercials junk. and sales on at J C Yeah, JCPenney. yeah. <laughs> and like you just know your days are numbered after July Fourth. <laughs> or 4. Sears, baby. Oh yeah. <laughs> so so I t- yeah I totally get no contact. In, and if y'all went to the city pool, I lived there because yeah. just doing all the swimming stuff and everything. So I stayed at the city pool, mm, and then e- and then I even lifeguarded at the city pool when I when I was mm. older in high school. So
2: did you have the cool lifeguard flip with the the whistle? With the whistle that you can do with your finger and like wrap it around your finger and then go back around I the I mean, way. yeah,
3: but. It's did, like a
2: thing.
1: Did you wear the that's white a, stuff on your nose? No no, 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 no. Oh, then you weren't a real lifeguard. For <laughs> you know? the, the,
3: the guys that wore the Xenox oxide on their nose were the ones that were too scared to get sunburnt.
1: Yeah. Oh. Yeah.
3: Uh, you're, you're a real man if, if you. Yeah. If you're, you're a real. No life <laughs> you're a real
1: man if you want to see you the dermatologist when <laughs> yeah. you're 60. Yeah. No. Regularly.
3: <laughs> no sunscreen. No zinc oxide. If you're a real life. Oh
1: dog. my there you go. Wow. My brother.
2: <laughs> well, so again, thank you guys for being a part of this show. We I didn't figure we'd tell them our summer because we've been telling them our summer how yeah, yeah, yeah. long. So we we did stuff. We, We're here every week. Where, yeah. So um, but so I uh, we asked uh, Sue and Matt. Um, I don't want to give away too much, but so you uh, have you re- you are retired now. Yes. Uh, from the Lowndes County school system. Yes. And Matt, you are uh, currently with the Valdosta city school system. Correct. Uh, not yeah. that you have like some plans to go somewhere else right no. now. So when I say currently, so everyone calm down. As um, of the recording of this podcast, <laughs> I'm right. employed in the Valdosta <laughs> city school system. That's right. If you're listening <laughs> 10 years from
3: now, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Nobody
2: knows. Um, but so yeah, I purposely asked a, a county and a city educator just to give, you know, even in that regard, a different, um, I'm sure the many things are very similar. So, um, but I just I thought um, I don't know We'll start with you Matt um, They can't us, see okay. you Point Give us a little bit Of Yeah but Yeah they could the, Give us a little bit Of um, Your Background As far as um, uh, How long you've been teaching uh, You know w- you know Where you went to school And all that stuff And yeah Okay so, Yeah
0: uh, Well I am entering My 16th year as an educator um, All 16 of those years Have come in Valdosta City School System uh, majority of that's been at the Valdosta Middle School. I worked for close to a decade as a classroom teacher. I taught sixth you. and seventh grade. <laughs> it was amazing. So much fun. Still see my former students all the time. I uh, taught language arts and social studies. Then I left the classroom and became a staff developer, or what we call an academic coach. I did that for a number of years. And now I am the coordinator of the STEM Academy at Valdosta Middle School. Uh, I started teaching without a teaching credential. One of these yeah. people who have thought, hey, I'm going to try that. Mm-hmm. I had a degree in philosophy, which um, I couldn't get arrested with that degree. So, <laughs>
2: Is this why you have your hand on your chin right now?
0: Yes, it's that's, a, I'm, it I'm pontificating the... <laughs> it over here. The last um, person
3: I knew that had a philosophy degree worked at Zacadoos. <laughs> right. He had a master's, though, so he was... Okay, well, I didn't get that deep.
0: Um <laughs> <laughs> but I, I appreciate my philosophy degree. It served me in a lot of ways. It's just not going to There's a kind of side of cheddar rounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um in the stereotypes true most of the people I went through my program with were, you know, they um they enjoyed mother nature's <laughs> mother nature's candies, you know what I'm saying? Um Anyway, the sustenance of the earth. I fell into it. <laughs> <The> um, <herb. laughs> I just got in by the skin of my teeth and uh, started teaching from the first day I loved it. I went back and got certified and got my master's degree in middle grades education at VSU. Now, and I got to then-
2: pause you there and just say, I'm just, if I'm like the, um, the higher ups at, at the middle school, um, <laughs> and when you're like just, you're loving it and you're there. I'm not, we're like, what a male teacher who loves teaching. Yes, we will do whatever we can do to help you get the certification that you need.
0: There's, <laughs> there's lots here. of it. You know, that's one thing that, that really sh- struck me when I started my school is how many men there were. There were lots of men. I think something like over 60% of our teaching staff have an advanced degree yeah. in my school. I mean, just, Really? So it wasn't that uncommon. It wasn't like, at least in my experience, it wasn't that uncommon. Now, if you go to elementary school, like, you know, it's less common there, but we still have male teachers, but it's not like, it's not like it's all school marms (laughs) (laughs) at the middle school. Um, But then then I started becoming a staff developer and um, I went back and got uh, my final degree in curriculum and instruction and got a better idea of how to um, lead school change and help teachers become teacher leaders and develop programs and that sort of thing yeah. so that's what i've been doing since
2: i failed to introduce you as doctor
0: yeah just d- doctor drop drop cribs. no no just drop the cribs just call me doctor just, just, doctor. just doctor it's just doctor yeah okay
2: yeah i'll be okay. sure and do that um so uh, <laughs> S- <laughs> sue um what about you what's your uh how'd you get it not how'd you get into it or not why did you go into it but um yeah what you've been doing all that stuff yeah
1: well, I started a long time ago in a galaxy, far, far <laughs> away. In <laughs> elementary school, I said I wanted to be a doctor. Uh-huh. And some kid threw up, and I'm like, man, never mind. <laughs> and then I just decided I liked
2: helping. And she's never seen a kid throw up ever again since uh, then. <laughs> 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 Rock. Middle school. Yeah.
1: Miss Van. <laughs> uh, and then... <laughs> I decided I wanted to be a teacher. That's what I went. I graduated from high school. I went to the University of Northern Iowa to be a teacher, and this was in the early '80s when there was actually was 1980, 81, and they said, "Hey, too many teachers, and pays real low." My dad said, "Go be a computer scientist." I'm like, "Okay." That lasted a semester. can you say grade point average <laughs> so i went into the military and was an air traffic controller and believe it or not i, I did training as so i was a teacher there um in a lot of ways i was
2: yeah and then i so you're used to these headphones that you're wearing right now yeah uh-huh. i'm
1: yeah. used to but i'm used to a little
2: <laughs> thing in my ear yeah but yeah
1: so it was a great job i loved being an air traffic controller but i still want to go back in education so when i got out of the service I went back into school I went to VSU and got my bachelor's degree in middle grades education and um, I started in a private school and then I switched to Lowndes Middle and I retired from around Lowndes Middle after 20 years teaching sixth and eighth grade social studies science reading and uh, (laughs) and I ended this past year doing um, 49 percent, which is halftime special education uh, Mm -hmm. co-teaching which, wow, uh, it's been it's been fun. I love middle school kids.
2: They're they a new adventure every day. <laughs> every day. It's something
0: yeah, every day is different. <laughs> every day is God different. bless
2: you all. Really, re- really. I mean that like in a not in a sarcastic way, but uh, especially middle school education. But yeah, that's they
0: just, they just don't. Well, you know. have one entering middle school this I year. Do. Mm.
1: They do. don't know whether they're coming or going. It's so entertaining. They don't.
2: They don't. Yeah, they don't know.
0: They that's don't the. Know be- I, in my opinion, that's the best age. That's yeah. That's where a lot of kids kind of figure out their trajectory.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Where they where they line up going into high school. Yep. Uh, they're trying to figure out who they are. Yep. They are old enough that you can have like really mm-hmm. deep conversations with them and teach them some really like high concepts, but they're still young enough that they still get excited and they're not too cool for everything. Right. It's a right. yeah, it's a funny those eighth
2: graders are, are sketchy, but otherwise, yeah, yeah. you know. Well you yeah. have to understand <laughs> they're after like, after uh, Christmas an yep. eighth
0: grader is a ninth grader. Mhm. Um before Christmas a sixth grader is a fifth grader. <laughs> is a second grader. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed, in middle school, there's a lot of difference between the beginning and the end of yeah. the year in all three grade levels well, I was yes. saying, you take
2: a sixth grade boy first semester sixth grade boy and a second semester eighth grade girl and there those are two different um species <laughs> yes. Of, yes of creatures
1: <laughs> and i uh, one one semester i went uh i did all day long eighth grade and then the end of the day I did one sixth grade class. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> your brain cannot shift gears like that I can only imagine uh, it, it was and in the spring it was like Wah.
0: at the end of a day sixth graders are finished they've oh, been they finished so since about one thirty. 30 yeah
1: they're done after lunch they're and then it's it, just the whole mindset of an eighth grade to sixth grade yep mm. it was the longest <laughs> <laughs> semester ever <laughs>
2: Um, do you want to say anything?
3: No, yeah. Yeah. no, good. All right, all right, good. good. I'm good.
2: I need to ask something about Ooh. air traffic controller. Yes, because my understanding is, and I don't have any information in front of me, but that's like a like one of the most high stress jobs. Am I right? Isn't it like up there in the? I've
3: heard that one. Work your Googles over, it, there,
2: Josh. It
1: depends on where you're at. Dulles, you know, okay, <laughs> Atlanta, <laughs> yeah. Atlanta,
2: Dulles, Valdosta. You know, but, uh, <laughs>
1: When I was at Moody, when it, when we first were here, it, it was extremely busy. But that was in the 80s mm-hmm. when they were had squadrons of yes. F-4s and F-16s and tons of money to do a lot of flying. It was extremely busy. And we talked to a lot of civilians and everything. It really depends on where you're at. You you know, Valdosta yeah. Tower, n- not so yeah. bad. It can be very, very stressful. Yeah. teaching is way more <laughs> teaching is way more so stressful that was
2: my next question was what is more stressful being an air tra- so what do we have it's on the actually
3: step- on the top list of top five most stressful jobs in the world is air traffic control
2: yeah but teaching it, middle school oh, trumps it wow. yeah yeah I, and so much uh,
1: there's a, a set of what you can say what you do this is what every situation in and, and there's a lot of variables in air traffic control because you never know when the weather's going to hit. Mm-hmm. You never know. And there's the same amount of variables in middle school. <laughs> but
0: uh, you probably have a protocol and an idea and training on what to do with those variables in air yes, traffic. Yes. But, but you have a new variable thrown at you every hour. And uh, so a lot, and, a lot of parallels. no playbook. A lot of parallels, but How many
3: three
2: but three no binders can you have for middle school? I don't yeah, know. Yes. Exactly. And, and, and what well, to do. One
1: of the things that I... Um, the variables that... That I didn't have as an air traffic control supervisor was, you know, they knew full well if you screwed up, it was somebody's life, $3 yeah. billion dollar aircraft, and you had to do it a certain way. I mean, lo- there was a lot of change, there was a lot of everything going on, <coughs> but with teaching, you don't have that. Yeah. You, it's, it's, just, it's very stressful in that regard that I, you don't see the results until Mm. sometimes years later yeah and sometimes the results you you see mm -hmm. you have no control over right you know Mm. the first time i saw some of the things that i saw as far as family issues yep i would call my parents and say thank you (laughs) and they and my mom and dad would go why i'm just thank you thank yeah. you just for being my mom and dad
2: for making me go to bed at, at, uh, you know, at just for, for
1: supporting me and being me and being there for me and uh, th- th- just my first year teaching i was like what when i w- was public mm. school it was it and you didn't see that right. yeah the variables are just different it's a more <laughs> emotional variable in yeah. teaching yeah more stressful to me in a lot of ways that way
0: yeah what i found stressful was in one of the questions I don't mean to mm-hmm. get ahead but oh, one of the questions. Like, what do you think? Which parents would know? Um, one thing that was always stressful to me is you are having to make dozens mm. of split-second decisions all the time. You've got 25 to 30 kids. You've got to get all these kids into a room and do something productive with them for an hour. And you don't want to waste any of that time. And they've all <laughs> got a reason why they need to leave the room or why they can't do what you're doing. So you're constantly yeah. making decisions. Yeah. And any one of those decisions can come under scrutiny from a parent from an administrator um For
1: an, from another kid
0: from another kid <laughs> like you're any any decision you make and you're making dozens of them in a day it, it gets scrutinized and sometimes they'll say um you know this child his parents upset. said this happened and you don't even remember what they're talking about you don't even remember having made yeah. that decision. But, yeah. but that's the thing you're having to make constantly make split second decisions and you know you just have to get comfortable with Maybe somebody's not going to be happy with the decision I made, but in that moment, I made the decision that was best for the class, for the group of children, for our lesson, for learning that day. Um, that's the part that all. But that is the part that would stress me out. It was just the, even even as an administrator, like, why did you do this? And I'm like, well, I actually, put a lot of thought into why I did that. You know, yeah. and somebody comes mm-hmm. in and looks in 20 minutes, and they they. Don't you know, love that. That's my favorite. Right. That's and, my favorite. And now I'm not saying all administrators do that, but I, I had that experience a few times. That's one
3: reason so why I had that left experience
2: the, in church world too. For <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. You know what you should have done? I'm halfway through a sermon. Yeah. Have thanks. you tried this?
3: <laughs> yeah. I thought about that two years ago. And Sorry. you're probably
0: you're probably <laughs> scrutinizing your own oh, work yeah. constantly. Yeah. Anyway, that's one thing I've tried not to do after leaving the classroom is is not be one of those people who picks picks things apart because I know I know what that's like.
2: Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, so um, so why did you go into teaching? I think you kind of touched on it a little bit, Sue, but what was the call to it? Is a call a right word? I don't know.
1: It. I just love the reaction from kids, mm-hmm. helping. I just loved helping. I mean, I made, you know, my buddy in fifth grade who really struggled with language arts, I, I'm such... I was such a nerd I made worksheets for the kids and I, <laughs> I was his friend you know mm-hmm. and it ju- I just did that because I I love that I love teaching mm-hmm. and I love the excitement on the kids and my <clears> goal in social studies was always those kids who hated history to leave my room not at least liking it yeah mm-hmm. And they usually did because I would try to find something that they liked, and that and to me that was a, a, a success. Mm-hmm. That that relieved a lot of stress when they would, when they would come back to me years later, like, "Oh, I remember." I'm like, <laughs> "Great! Yes! Yes!
2: Yay! You remember!" Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, I just liked it. What about you, Matt?
0: I um, <clears throat> I had volunteered at schools all through high school and college. I did like the big brothers program. I did that for years and I never, it's so strange. I never thought of teaching. It wasn't Mm -hmm. something that even entered my mind. And my mom would mention it to me every once in a while. I'd be like, no, no, that's not for me. Well, um, let me get a degree and then, <laughs> not really, still be waiting tables a year after getting my degree. Hey, and, no shame there. Either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, I had a um, I had a regular, one of my regulars at Longhorn Steakhouse. Mm-hmm. Shout was out a, to
2: Longhorn.
0: Was a Mr. John Davis, who's very oh, well yes. known in this that community? John, yeah. yeah. Mr. Davis is now the headmaster at Valwood. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, at the time he was a elementary school principal and i got to know mr davis really well because him and his family would come meet a lot and i'd always wait on him and i also volunteered at his school so i had a little mentee that i would go visit once a week at his school and i'd see him there and um one day he asked me how the the job search was going and i <laughs> said you're looking at it i'm sitting there <laughs> in an apron and um he said let me get you an interview so i got an interview i wow um, that's awesome. I, my first day in front of students. In a classroom of students was my first day as a teacher. I had no training, Um, but I knew by the end of the week that I loved it, and that's what I wanted to do. And what's funny is after since since I've have um, found my faith Mm -hmm. recently, I realized that God had His hand on me that whole time. He was leading me to teaching the whole time. I had no clue. I thought it happened by accident. It did not. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Um, all these things lined up to put me. Put me in a classroom of kids, and and from that day, I mean, I and I don't my comment before about you know being scrutinized. I don't want to sound negative, sure. Because teaching is so much fun, like you know, like Sue's saying, like every day is different. The kids, the kids, they you hear the th- the expression, they keep you young. They really do. Mm-hmm. Um, you meet so many great. I mean, the little people. But you meet so many great kids, great families. Um, and if you want it to be fun, you can make it fun every day. It doesn't mean it's not challenging and very, very difficult, but you can, yeah, you know, you can, you can have your personality. If you are in it for the right reasons, it can be one of the best jobs in the world.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. But it, there's a lot of variables, but those kids that you just can't reach or you've tried and they have just taken a path and you just can't get them back, those still stick with me the, yeah.
3: the, well sometimes the you do and you don't you don't even realize it uh, Yeah, and and you're not even talking about like material specifically right
1: right i'm talking about kids emotionally mm-hmm. and and that have gone down a path and are sitting in prison mm. and i tried and mm-hmm. it's uh, that's
0: but so you, you, may, you may have, you still may have had an impact on those kids. I mean, prison, it, it does. lots of people it, go to prison for life, but some people get out of prison and they, you know, I I used to work with someone who taught at Valdosta State Prison to, yeah. to, to inmates there, and um, mm, she said too. that was, oh, yeah. you, you've done that too? I have not, I have uh, not,
1: but I had a, f- a friend who worked in the prison system, and, okay. and uh, he was a counselor.
0: Okay. Oh, uh, no. Well, she said that those were some of the best students she ever had, Yeah. Mm. and she said, and it was really real to those people because they were... They were looking at a life outside of those walls, and they were motivated. Um, one of my, one of my previous an educator in my history, my f- old football coach, he went on to become an assistant, or assistant principal, and then a principal of a high school, and now he's the principal of the Juvenile Justice Detention Center School. Wow. In in Jacksonville, wow. so or he was doing. I think he's retired now, but <laughs> that's a that's a place. That's oh yeah that talk about a hard job but he's yeah. perfect for it. he is the perfect person for that you know mm.
2: well so here's a question um you know we could as you referenced earlier Matt we could go on and on about um curriculum and standards and all those things and testing and 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 all that stuff and the pros and cons and the good and the bad and all that about it um but i think the question that i that i really want to to pose is and you've touched on it already a little bit, Sue, um, is realizing that you have this set amount of time every day for a, a, a lengthy amount of time. I mean, really, in the in the grand scheme of things, you get more face time with these kids than, than parents in, in many, many respects, regardless Absolutely. of their yeah. of their circumstances at home. I mean, mm-hmm. even kids with the best of circumstances. Yeah, we see them a lot. You get them.
3: Eight hours um, a day. Yeah.
2: So where does that... Um, you know, being an educator and being a believer, you reference that too, Matt. Like, how does that play into your, how you, how you would look at going into a classroom or going into a semester, whichever one of y'all wants to start? Like, where, where does your faith fit in that as an educator?
1: Yeah, I've started, uh, I became a believer when I was 12. Yeah. I did not fulfill baptism until 16 years later. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was a journey, my journey. Yep. To get to that point. And then from that point on, uh, you know, it was still a long journey mm-hmm. of of who I was in, in, in my Christian walk. When I started education as a teacher, uh, I, I started at a private school and I had the opportunity, obviously, to pray for the students and with Mm -hmm. the students. And then when I switched to public school, I looked at it as a huge, and even in private school, as a huge mission field. Mm -hmm. Both when I worked in the two private schools that I worked with, when I homeschooled for a year, and then when I was in the public school, it was a mission field. And I was very, very blessed to have administrators that were believers mm-hmm. um, mr haskin has been That's a strong leader in the, in that regard which is difficult to do in a public school but we managed to mm-hmm. make lms a family and and part of that was being having that That's leader that spiritual spiritual epi- and and so i looked at, at every year as a mission field and you're right. Missionaries sometimes don't see <laughs> the fruit, the fruit uh, and a lot of times. And and. And, and that that's a struggle, uh, but it's also a blessing because you do see uh-huh. might just be five years. It might be 10 years and it might be that day uh-huh. you see where just you smiling at that kid, kidding around with that kid. Yep. you can just see the layers of. Oh, thank you. Just peel uh-huh. off of them when yeah. you just have. And, and that was one of the things that that was how I disciplined, which was really it was being with was relationships.
0: Well, yeah. and that's that's the thing. The fruit, like a good day of teaching isn't a means to an end. I mean, it's an end in itself. Yeah. You know, you just feel you feel really fulfilled and. um you know, even if the student doesn't quote unquote make it or whatever, yeah, I mean, they, they figured you know, it. right. Yeah. If a room full of, if you get a room full of kids enjoying a day of learning, that's a win. That's mm-hmm. a win every day. Yeah, for sure. And that kind of is my answer too. Um, like, how's my faith? I, I really, it's just been just when I approach my work, just let God work through me, mm-hmm. you know, um, just listen, do it prayerfully when he's, has his hand on me to do something a decision even if it's difficult listen and obey um and then I look again like I said I look back on my career and there's things that have happened or decisions I made that I kind of felt like I bumbled into but I'm like no that whole time I was you know (laughs) um but that's just it just be you know just let, let the Lord work through me you know and whatever whatever that means just just listen
2: yeah yeah, you you both have, you tell your story. And, and I, whenever I tell people about my, my calling in ministry, it's like I stumbled into it. I mean, that's how I feel. Like it, so many times it different, I just kind of stumbled into it. But you look back, and it's like, that was the Lord working. And I really think if he had given me like the rundown prior to, I'd have been like, nah, I'm good. And like run it in the opposite direction. <laughs> so it's like he had to allow me to kind of not, not see the whole thing.
1: My time in the military made me a s- far better teacher. I don't think I would have been able to do what I did uh-huh. when I was twenty-one, twenty-two, that I did with that life experience, that uh-huh. spiritual growth, yeah, all right. the things that switched around to, that put me in back into education. I was kid around with kids when, especially with the eighth graders, like, "Oh, I'm to do. I don't know if they're going to college." Well, I said, "It took me twenty years to graduate <laughs> from college. You can do it in four.
0: <laughs> what you know,
2: man? You took you twenty years.
0: I didn't start till I was 27 either. And I say this all the time. We get kids. who We've got some great teachers who were 22. Mm -hmm. Um, But oftentimes, like I look at myself at that age, I'm like, I wasn't ready. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm glad I started at 27. Mm -hmm. I went and struggled a little (laughs) bit and had to figure it out (laughs) for a while. And that made me appreciate the job. I mean, some people have the maturity or they can do it right out of college
2: no I, I didn't i, did not, I
0: didn't I'm, I'm glad i didn't start till i was 27.
2: you know it's interesting that both of you are with your backgrounds are here because you may have even heard me say but this is like just we all come up with our own little idioms and things that we say through life and i've said this forever and ever i think every person every person should either serve in the military or wait tables in their lifetime.
3: (laughs) They've done both. Or both. Yeah,
2: you're representing both of those because there's something I think you learn, um, life, you learn about life and other people uh, when you're serving them or when you're being given orders. Yes, um, or giving
1: orders while you're being ordered <laughs> to give yeah, orders. Yeah, that's right. That's right. All yeah, that. it's military is a circle
0: here. Right? Yeah, I'm sure there's humbling aspects of both. I think it's good to be humbled. Yeah. Very, <laughs> very. So
2: let me ask this question: um, When I use the term "calling," would you guys say that's an accurate um, term for for you all in your in your specific um, story as far as being a teacher? Like, do you feel like that's something you were you were called to do, or? Um,
0: I think, I think the Lord called me to be a teacher and I don't think, um, I don't think that, you know, or an educator mm-hmm. Lord call me to be an educator because there's many, that could mean many things. Yes. And even within, even if you work public education, that could mean many things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Lord called me to work in schools, to work with families and kids and adults. That that's my calling, yeah. whatever that looks like.
2: Mm. Yeah. What about you, to
1: Concur. Uh, it, it was it was a con- call, uh, it was definitely a calling at a very young age, and then you know I took a long path to get back to it, but at the whole time, I was working with kids it might have been a youth group and right. while yeah. I was in Germany it might have been in the zoo. Yeah, <laughs> wearing a is it? Wearing a chicken costume, <laughs> teaching kids about please don't stick your finger in a rabbit cage; they'll bite. There's a chicken it, finger yeah. joke in there somewhere. <laughs> <But> there's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of humor <laughs> working at it, but uh, i educator, yeah. definitely an educator, not just teaching, but yeah, but the whole kind, con- the whole kind con- Everything right. So right. you both. Talk, think of a big word for that.
2: You both mentioned the how it was a journey to get there. Um, I hope I'm not taking this out. Of, I mean, I I know that what I'm about to read this scripture reference out of James, um, but here's what it says: uh, Chapter three, verses one and two it says. This is from the message. It says, "Don't be in any rush to become a teacher, my friends." <laughs> yeah, don't. No. And then he says, "Teaching is highly responsible work." Highly teachers are held to the strictest standards and none of us is perfectly qualified we get it wrong nearly every time we open our mouths and if you could find someone whose speech was perfectly true you'd have a perfect person in perfect control of life and then it goes into James about the the bit in the mouth of the horse and how Mm -hmm. you can control it and um, you know, that whole imagery of, of the tongue and how we can control it. But, but that opening part about, about teaching and, and, and all that, of course, he's talking about, um, in regard to the scriptures, but, but imparting knowledge to another person for the benefit of, for, for their good. Um, uh, I, I don't see how, you know, whether you're, we're quoting scripture or not, uh, God places us in those in these positions and puts you guys in in places to to be his presence in them and to me that verse fits just as much for a school teacher as it does a perfect someone who's mm-hmm. got reverend in front of their name you know mm. perfectly mm-hmm.
1: there's a lot of things that came out of my mouth like whoops uh, oh, I should, whoops. Take, that I should take that back <laughs> <laughs> it's too late and the kids would laugh or yeah you know, like, did mm-hmm. you
2: really say that
0: well, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Say what? What are you talking about?
1: What? I didn't say that.
2: So what do you, you, what do you wish um, – I, I know I gave you a couple like pre, here, here's where we might go. And the question was, what do you wish parents knew about education? And maybe you do have a, a specific answer for that. But I would also just say, in general, what do you wish people that are not in education knew about education and the, and the role that you all have have played? Who wants to bite? Who wants to take that one first?
0: <laughs> well, I, I kind of said a little bit, but, you know, um, teachers were doing the best we can. That There's so many things to deal with at once. And sometimes I just wish uh, parents or people outside of schools would just assume good intentions. Um, mm. so, so know that teachers are doing the best they can. It's a very challenging job. You might hear something you didn't like from your child. You know, and that's fine, but talk, talk to the school before you, you know. It might
2: be true. It
0: might it not. Might, it <laughs> might be. It might not. Of course, you know, you're getting an 11 year old's take on a situation. Um, so, yeah, just, um, you know, please just have some grace because it's not easy. Every day is a challenge. Um, you know, teachers have lives, too, so they do want to be able to leave that. You know, they're not always on call. Yeah. And then the other thing is that it's okay for kids to make mistakes, it's okay for them not to get a honor roll every time it's okay for them to um mess up i mean i was you know not big stuff but you know um and school is the place to do that school is the place to learn those lessons
2: Mm
0: -hmm. um you in swooping in to keep them free of any consequence or any discomfort discomfort Mm -hmm. um it really, does a that, lot of harm. Right. It's not it's not it's hurting the school, it's hurting it's hurting your child too. So um you have to get a little more comfortable with discomfort because growing up is uncomfortable.
2: <laughs> growing up
0: is uncomfortable. One of the things I always have, I have a lot of um really bright students in my program and, and you know, parents are always like, I want them to be challenged. I really, really want them to be challenged. They weren't challenged at their last school. I'm like, that's fine, but realize challenge is discomforting, right? Mm-hmm. Challenge yep. is not comfortable. Everybody wants to be challenged till it hit your dining room table one night. And, you know, um, I
2: don't understand this
0: math. Right, that's that's what challenging. That's what challenging looks like. And school is a safe environment full of highly trained and educated people who are trained in how to do that. It is a safe environment for them. You know, I'm not saying don't be active in your students in your child's education at all. Be sure. very active. Um, ask lots of questions, be inquisitive with the teachers, you know,
2: but, uh, but I, I hear, but you be realistic. Saying, yes. Because mm. I think sometimes allowing our, uh, allowing our children to, to fail, I'm doing air quotes, to fail in a, um, you know, in a tryout for a team or an extracurricular or to not get the A, you know, to get the C, um, because they didn't put in the work, or maybe they gave it their very best, but that's the grade they got. To allow them to not get the top you know, honor in it um, is the very best lesson that they could have and uh, they could receive. You know, it
1: absolutely is. Some of the greatest growth in my life is when I mm. failed miserably at something and I grew from it. I'll, m- sure. I'll never forget. I mean, I was super Susie Q athlete in elementary school and we were playing softball and PE, and I was less than sportsman like. <laughs> and our coach let me know about it, yeah. sat me down, mm-hmm. told me. That not everyone <laughs> is a softball gifted player. And what, yeah, but, and it sat me down for the rest of the game. And said, you're not. And yeah. from that point on, I changed. And you remember it. And you're I remember it. You're telling us about it right it. now. And, yeah, yeah, and I'm old. And that was a long <laughs> time ago. <laughs> and failures at school. When I just could not get something. And, and my friends would help. But I remember that number one, the the struggle. But when I was successful at algebra two, finally, <laughs> it was the greatest feeling in the whole wide world because it was my struggle, and it, that you know. So I had sports struggle, and that was a personal growth for me, mm-hmm. and I became the biggest cheerleader for kids that struggled after that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the biggest cheerleader. And, and, and that was one of my shifts in my mindset to help kids to get over that and to, to find a way, even mm-hmm. though you're not going to be the perfect athlete or the perfect math student, right? you can still be this student with what you've got and then move on and, and, and do your best with that. So, yeah, I right. like that feel. Please let your kids have consequences. And it's okay. They'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Right,
0: right. And it's And, it's and they okay. don't need a trophy
1: for
2: it. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah.
0: And if they go to a school that has <laughs> a thousand kids in it, you know, um, they're going to have to function in an organization that has rules and boundaries and procedures and. They can't ex- expect all of those things to change around them to make things their path mm. as easy as possible. Yes, that's just going to be part of life in, in, mm-hmm. in a workplace, in an organization. This is an independent church, mm-hmm. and you still have to navigate that, even at this mm-hmm. yep. moderately sized independent yep. church. Everybody has that's part of being an adult and adult life. And you know, sometimes things aren't fair to your specific, unique situation.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: you know, and sometimes. You don't love every single teacher you have. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, it's everything's not perfect. Yeah, and Justin you just have to navigate a, that. Yeah.
2: Justin, you know, in the message on Sunday talked about mm-hmm. fairness and, you know, the workers, the the parable of the workers that some got, you know, they were promised a certain amount of money at the beginning of the workday and they went out and busted it and were like, all right. And then the, then the ones that came mm-hmm. along later and worked an hour and got paid the same amount and this whole, you know, Conversation happens about what's fair and what's right, and um, I think that's a societal issue. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know we're not just dealing with students who don't think it's fair. We're dealing with parents who don't think things are fair or expect it. And then do even you, do you remember when concerned. Justin
0: was talking about coaching football and coaching receivers? Oh yeah. This is where I saw that when he's talking about there's the kid who's great. He's a super good oh, athlete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yep. got size, and he dropped a pass and he fell apart. Yes. And it's because he's never struggled. He's yeah. been amazing all the time. And yeah. the first tiny bit of struggle he hit, yes. he fell apart. It's not even in a game. It's in a practice. Yeah, or probably yeah. on seven on seven drills or something. Yeah, um, that's that's what we're talking about. You yeah, know? you gotta you gotta get that thicker skin. You gotta get leathery.
2: I've seen a rise in this, and I and and I don't I don't see nearly as much as y'all. But I even noticed it. This was probably a year ago now, so it was definitely we were still on the recovery end of, of COVID. You know, we'd had a school year, but you know, it was, you could tell that the kids had been out. And I noticed even helping with like our porch kids, our elementary age kids on Wednesday nights, that when they would be given, um, little crafts or tasks to do, um, and it might be timed or whatever, a certain time period, I, I would witness some, uh, kids occasionally like struggling because it wasn't exactly, right and perfect and mm-hmm. and um you know i just think that i mean wow we do not have enough time to go into all that but <laughs> yeah <laughs> but but the, there's like it's this strange dichotomy to me of this massive pressure to be perfect but on the other end a massive pressure to have license to be able to 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 not allow the rules or the boundaries to um apply mm-hmm. does that make sense right. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I don't know. That's what that's I, could, we what I see We could I could go right.
1: way in depth on where we've lost some of that. Mm-hmm. Where?
2: Can you give us a Cliff's Notes? Can you give us like a? <sighs> I, I'd <laughs> like to
1: say the kids are ABCD to death mm. with testing, and yeah, and it, they, and that's where they are confined to that yep. box mm-hmm. of
2: it all has to be just like this. I can say Mallory gets a little anxious around GMAS time. Uh, leading up to GMAS
1: and and <laughs> and it lose and, it loo- and yeah. the kids lose that ability to create or do it a different way
2: mm-hmm.
1: that allows them to do a craft. Mm-hmm. And if and it's not um, A B C D, they're going. Wah! And I see that more and more with the kids, especially science. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, it's not do. A B C
1: D, and <laughs> right. and sometimes you have to go outside that that boundary. And mm-hmm. and unfortunately, a lot of society has. Grown because testing had been such a massive thing. And please forgive me, I'm really old about this, but I was not tested this much. Mm-hmm. And we were allowed to yeah. go outside the boundaries for assignments or projects.
0: Well, okay, so and
1: more freedom in <laughs> curriculum, and, and right? Things. More freedom in curriculum because it's very constricted right now. And you're on the other end of it now.
0: Well, uh, right now, I, I work, as I said before, I work with the STEM Academy at Boston Middle School, and this it stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, and Math. History is always the one that gets the well,
3: – <laughs> all,
0: all of those influence history. Yeah. And all of those have an impact uh, on economics, I mean, the things on we talk policy, about in history. on social issues. Well, well
3: uh, <laughs> and I've, I've been here for 45 minutes, but <laughs> – <laughs> Welcome back to the show, yeah. Josh. <laughs> well, no, this is my two cents, is uh, STEM was like the buzzword like five or ten years ago, and now it's STEAM. Because they've added art. And I'm like, yes, but in in the 50s, it was a buzzword again. When the Russians put Sputnik up in space, there was this whole
0: national drive to <laughs> focus on math and science again. Yeah. I mean, it's it's cyclical. It, yeah. it's, it's, it's here now, but. Sorry, go ahead. Well, my point is engineering sciences, they are built on failure. They're built on getting it wrong, mm-hmm. going back to the drawing board, yes. seeing what went wrong, trying again. It's an iterative process. And getting kids and parents to buy into that where yes. you're not going to get. It's not going to be, you're not going to get the blue ribbon on your first chance. We do a science fair. The kids do one trial on their project. They do one trial on their experiment and boom. Like, no, you got to do it more than once. Do <laughs> multiple times, you know. Um, that concept of it not being perfect the first time. And th- th- like all of the sciences are built on that. Yes. So it's it's interesting. I've seen in the past two years because we are like directly going against that <laughs> that way of thinking. And it's hard for students to accept sometimes and, yes. and parents and sometimes even my teachers my teachers are mm-hmm. very used to no no i want it to be neat and clean and tidy i like that's what they, yeah
1: but yeah.
3: engineering can be messy sometimes you know it has to
1: be messy for yeah, it to right. be successful yeah. right yeah.
2: that's the way it is
1: and
3: um, and i guess the struggle for the right answer outweighs the struggle for the best answer yeah. right yeah it's good because yes. once you get the right once you get a right answer, once you move on to the next thing, even though it's probably not the best right answer, show your work, please. Well, not even that, but it's <laughs> but it's like, yeah, you got there, but now how can you do it better? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Mm. So, um, did you get to go into? Did we get you to answer the? What do you wish people knew about education? I think I played kind off of, of his. Kind of uh, yeah,
1: we we got yeah, there. she did.
3: It was good. Yeah, we got there.
2: What else? Any anything else in that regard that y'all want to touch on?
1: I I just echo what he said that parents and, and just please understand that right. Yeah, let your kid struggle, Mm-hmm. and if your kid's a super A student, there's gonna he's gonna hit a wall or she's gonna hit a wall at some point mm-hmm. where they get to Georgia Tech and they go mm-hmm. oh. or maybe
2: they are a plus student through all their academia, but then they hit a wall in another area Mm. of their life and they don't know how to respond. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm. I've got one
0: thing I'd like to say. Yeah. Um, a lot of what you hear about education is always very bleak and all the problems. Let's talk about how we're going to solve education. (laughs) Any, anything that employs millions of people and includes Mm. millions of kids is going to have problems. Um, but I would like to say that education is not that bleak. Our schools, my school, uh, d- is doing amazing things, not just the STEM Academy. The entire school, we have amazing teachers. The kids are doing amazing things. Um, it is a positive place to be. It's like anything else. What you hear on the news is the worst of the worst, of or course. what people want to focus on the negative, but um, in my 16 years in this tiny little microcosm of out Austin, about City Schools, um, it's one of the best places I've ever worked, one of the best places and organizations I've ever been a part of. Mm. There's wonderful things. There's there's dedicated, hardworking teachers. There's great kids. There's great families. Yes, there are problems like any organization would I, have.
2: Anywhere there's human beings.
0: Exactly. Mm. There's yeah.
1: going to be
2: issues. And layers and layers
1: of bureaucracy and, right. and people who haven't been in education telling you, here, well, this is the law we want you to follow now. Like, on yeah, the outside okay, looking on, in. On the outside looking in. And right. this is, you know, this is what the world says the problem is. And I, I again, echo what you say. I will worked for lounge middle for 20 years absolutely mm-hmm. it was a family mm-hmm. we were lounge middle we weren't we we were down there working hard right yeah. we were down there working hard with those kids to bring it, to, to bring out the best in them and and the families and those kids excelled we had awesome teachers and Everybody I worked with, administration, everything. You right. Know, are there microcosms of problems? Absolutely. There was in mm-hmm. the military. There was, yeah. you know, there is everywhere that you get humans together. Every right. place. But we were family. The and, Nazi, that's and, I, and as I retired, I missed that with Lowndes um. Middle because they were my family, my work family. And, and it was a, a great place to work. Right. Yeah. And and it, like you said, those kids it's a, a lot less bleak uh, are there are there some things that we need to work on yes. as a society yes. yeah and that's where those praying teachers right and outside Amen. of us uh, those of us that are outside now looking in please pray yeah and mm-hmm. like you've never prayed before mm-hmm. because there are s- forces mm-hmm. out huge there challenges. huge challenges yep
0: and it can you be s- discouraging and you you do have bad days oh, i mean yeah. and sometimes sometimes it feels bleak but i think overall i think we the most unhappy people are usually the loudest ones you know Mm. and i I think those of us who love being educators and love working in our schools and school districts we should those of us who love it we should be more vocal about that and let other people hear a counter a counterpoint to what they hear Mm -hmm. in the media or or on social media all the time
2: Yeah. yeah I got a text today from someone who saw the post that we had made about the the educator blessing this, yeah. this Sunday, and they had screenshot it and they sent it to me and they said, "Hey, thank you so much for doing this. Um, we really need it. It was an educator. We yep. really need it. I don't think people realize that a lot of us have PTSD from the last few years, and yeah. they weren't being they weren't being sarcastic. I mean, they no. were being serious. Um, it has been very difficult. Yeah. And, and this particular person works in in special ed, and so I know that yes." The, I know that the um, the challenges were even just magnified um, through through COVID and everything. Yeah, um, they, so. it's spe-
1: and coming in special ed certification at uh-huh. the very end of my career, I learned an, an enormous amount. Uh-huh. And you know, as bad as COVID lockdown was on yes children, right? Those students that need that structure and being around a, a, a teacher that loves them unconditionally and, and our special ed teachers at Lowndes were just are so fabulous they missed out on so much yeah. so if you think mm. your wonderful child was behind mm-hmm. those children desperately mm-hmm. needed that <laughs> being in school and didn't get it and it the growth, so I totally understand, yeah. PTSD with those mm-hmm. teachers and, and even regular ed, regular ed teachers. It's just amazing to see how much they needed that and didn't get mm-hmm. that, and what and the damage it did. Yeah, it really did. Yeah, and if I could say one other thing about Police parents, student. parents, yeah.
2: parents uh oh, here
1: we go, <laughs> they don't need a phone. I might play this part time. back for
2: Mallory. <laughs>
1: you really don't. The amount of things that are on there that they don't need to see. And the things that I would have to tell parents what their children were watching when we were on lockdown and I was watching these students, what they were mm-hmm. – yeah. because we could see their screen yeah, when we were in virtual. And I would have to make some very uncomfortable phone calls like, right. oh, this gosh. is what your student is doing.
0: Well, not only do the oh. phones cause an issue at school – But the kids on their phones at home the night before school, that starts problems they bring to school with them. Yes. The phone is the devil. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that is probably, I'd say 60% of all of our problems are somehow related to a device. Yeah. Whether it's social um, media or having it out at the wrong time or and something.
1: not knowing how to socially <laughs> interact with someone
0: face-to-face. <laughs> mm.
2: Tell face. time, like analog. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, just <laughs> so stuff, stuff like that. But the, but one we of the we say
0: that our children in the other room, both on their I iPads. I know. Yes,
1: I know. Yes, I, I, I understand this. But so. that, That's one of the things that, that I see. The social skills, just being able for you and I could sit across from each other and talk and have a wonderful conversation. And not pick up our phone, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we could resolve each other a conflict. Mm-hmm. Oh no! <laughs> By talking to each other and not using emoji.
0: Well, I might need to. I
1: feel really Egyptian. I might need to the hop something. onto
0: Facebook and give my side of it and be and get some affirmation from all my friends yeah. in my yeah. echo chamber. Once but back. then I'll come back.
2: Yeah. Well, hey. uh, well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I gotcha. Well, listen, I think we'll have to have you guys back on again because um, there's so much more I think we could talk about, but we just mm-hmm. weren't able to with our time. But, well, um, I do have yeah. one
3: more thing. Yeah. So since we are talking about educators, is there any um, past educators that you've had oh, that yeah. had an impact on your life that you want Absolutely. to give a shout-out to? Give a shout-out. Wow. Mr. Dowdy, my
0: 12th grade marine biology science teacher, he had taught at my high school and since my mom had been there. I had taken all honors and AP science classes until senior year, and I said, "I'm not doing that this year. I'm just taking regular ed science." Mm-hmm. And he was the regular ed science teacher, and he's the best science teacher I ever had in my entire life.
2: Awesome. Is he still with us?
0: I don't know. I know when my grandfather passed in 2005, uh. I saw him at my grandfather's funeral. He went to the same church, and I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, but probably this yeah. guy, this guy was super healthy. He only drank distilled water. <laughs> He would eat, like, distilled pow- powdered chlorophyll, like, out of a what little coffee what? tin. That's what he ate. <laughs> he was very eccentric. Wow. But uh, he was an amazing teacher. Yeah. And, in fact... He's going to outlive us all. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> this is... Okay, one of his his uh, his bits in class was that roaches were going to outlive all of uh-huh. humanity. That was, like, his joke. So, he had... Over 30 years, kids would draw, draw pictures of a roach, and he'd have it hanging up in his room. And then he had, it was a biology class, so he had, like, a terrarium full of, like, hissing cockroaches. And his whole thing was roaches <laughs> going to inherit the earth. Anyway, Mr. Dowdy was amazing. That's awesome. <laughs> what about you,
2: Sue? Oh,
1: gosh. I've, I've had amazing teachers my whole life. But the one that got me excited about teaching history was Mr. Shartner. Uh And Mr. Newton. They were team teaching way back in the day. And nobody could get a bunch of ninth graders more excited about Egypt or (laughs) Middle Ages than these two men. I mean, literally, when every other ninth grade, we we would have Uh all the junior highs, the ninth graders would go on a trip. And uh, the other other junior highs would go to Worlds of Fun or all the amusement parks. We went to Chicago, (laughs) and I got to see... King Tut stuff. Oh, that's cool. cool.
0: That's cool. I love
1: Steve Tell Martin. me about any other 14-year-olds. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah.
2: Like we Steve
1: all knew the song. We would King do... Uh, you know. oh, I
2: bet you it was, yeah. It was a great uh,
1: bus ride to Chicago from Des Moines to Chicago, about six hours. <laughs> a bunch of ninth graders. But that's cool. Can you imagine a bunch of ninth graders, 14, 15-year-olds...
0: Mm-hmm. Choosing that over an amusement Choosing
1: that bar. over an amusement park. Yeah. That was how excited those teachers made it and now my dad was a huge history buff and of course you ignore your dad's stories until you get an adult and you go oh mm-hmm. i should have paid attention to more of those so yeah, yeah but mr shartner and mr Lu- um uh, mr newton that's awesome mr newton knows, is no longer with us mr shartner is and okay. i regularly try to tell or as often as i can on facebook when he's on yeah i will tell yep. him thank you and this is what yeah. why i became a history teacher or why i loved teaching it and the way he taught it brought me excitement. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Mr. Crawford, my seventh grade science teacher, because he is the one who uh, led me to the Lord. Mm, that's mm-hmm. awesome. A public school, How after awesome. school Bible study, and it was cool. like three of us there.
2: That's yeah. so awesome. That's so cool. I love that's that. Cool. You know, um, science teacher. With you got to love that. Um, you talk about, like, online and stuff, but, uh, you know, with my ordination last uh, on the 17th of July, um, one of the things you know, I heard from a lot of people through social media just saying congratulations, oh, yeah. thank you. And, um, you know, my mom's not, not with us anymore, and that was the one kind of bittersweet of those kinds of moments, you know, yeah. those kinds of moments that we'll have the rest of the time. I'm here. will be difficult without her. And, but um, having teachers, like elementary school teachers that I'm now friends with, you know, comment and say things like, you yeah, know, I'm so proud of you or whatever. Really, really, really special. So I guess from the flip side of you guys thanking teachers, I just, I'll speak on behalf of students who have teachers like you, Miss Van, mm-hmm. um, and you, Mr. Cribs, um, that you make a difference in students' lives. And like we've all said, we don't know how much, um, but the fact that they... Uh, I have a feeling that that whether it's a podcast or sitting somewhere eating a pizza or whatever it is, when they talk about teachers, I'm fairly certain that your names come up. Um, and I, so, I
0: genuinely hope so. So, oh,
2: thank you all mine. for what that's you mine. do. I want to close with uh, John chapter seven, uh, verse sixteen. I think this is a great theme verse for teachers. It's so Jesus told them, "My message is not my own; it comes from God who sent me." Um, so and he was most definitely the great teacher. Mm. So so thank you guys for being here, and, and I hope Absolutely. you'll come back sometime yeah, uh, when we get time. around thank there. Thank you. Josh, anything we want to let folks know as we wrap up today's episode?
3: Uh, just if you're listening to this when it comes out, we're eight days away from Jesus' Life Weekend, so Woo. if you're a student, sign up. If you're not a student, sign up to help. There you go. That's the weekend before they start school. Yes, well,
2: Yeah, for some schools. For, yeah, County
3: for schools. starts that day. Yep. Okay. And then city is the next Monday. Monday. Yep.
2: Right. Yep. Right. So it's coming. So thank you guys so much for being Absolutely. here. Absolutely. All right. Thank you. We'll thank see you. y'all. Thank you porch community. We love you. We'll see you soon. See you bye. 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 Peace out. You've been listening to the 167 podcast. Join us next time
1: for more insights to inspire, challenge and encourage to help
3: you live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.